You're listening to 8020. It's 25 days of podcasts. I would definitely have to say that I spend about 80% of my time in the 20s. Okay, but like, what does that even mean? I absolutely love Christmas. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Back to the Show. Thank you so much for clicking on today's episode. I apologize for the delay on this one. I told you guys last week that we would have a Thursday episode and then no episode this week like is in today when you guys are listening but when I got off work on I guess it was last Wednesday so like a week ago if you guys have listened to the show you know that I have just been burning the candle at both ends for a very very long long time and I never want to record an episode that I don't think is going to benefit you guys or record when I'm feeling like super down in the dumps negative because I don't think that that's fun for anyone like when you are radiating negative energy you're not fun to be around and that's just going to negatively impact the people that you are talking to so I was like okay I can either force myself to record and it not be the episode that I want it to be since this is like kind of our wrapping up 2022 prepping for 2023 episode it's like that's not the type of vibe that I want to bring to the table. So I just delayed it, pushed it, and I can definitely say that I'm in a much better headspace than I was last week, and I've had more time to plan this episode, prep it. I'm super pumped for it. We're going to talk all about micro habits that I'm bringing into the new year. We're going to talk about a little bit of 2022 reflection. We're going to talk about my word of the year and a couple other fun things too. To kind of set the scene for you guys, I'm actually recording in my car which is a first for me. I've heard of people doing this, okay? I've heard of people doing like therapy in their car and I I feel like your car is just kind of your place. I know for me, when I get in my car, like the music's going, it's pretty much good vibes. I do enjoy my car. It's kind of a fun place to be. And I'm currently at my parents' house back in Ocean City. I've been here for almost a week now and it's been so, so fun to be with everybody. Got some much needed R&R. We've been having so much fun as a family. I love, love, love my family, but there's a lot of people in my house. So I decided to come out to the car, minimal interruptions. I did just have a visit from my dog. Lexi brought her outside on a walk and then she like knew that I was in the car, the dog, Gabby. So she like popped her her paws up on my door. I hope that there's no scratches, but she like showed her little face. It was really, really cute. Maybe I'll post that on my Instagram story because I snapped a pic, but visits are pretty minimal out here. So I'm just parked in the car. I've got my computer in front of me and I'm pretty pumped for today's episode. I had a couple calls this morning, just like podcast related things, 2023 goals things. And I'm just feeling super energized for the new year, which is exactly how A, I need to feel and B, I wanted to feel by now. Last week as work was starting to wrap up, I was just so overwhelmed and just like so ready to be home that when I got home from work on Thursday I threw all my stuff into a laundry basket actually I grabbed a laundry basket that was like half full and I knew that this was these were pieces of clothing that I had recently worn and that I like so I just kind of figured that there would be stuff in this laundry basket that I would like to wear while I'm home at my parents and I threw some other miscellaneous things in there grabbed like two nice outfits for dinners and then like all the gifts that I had wrapped to bring here for Christmas with my family and I just threw all that shit in the car and I left. I didn't care about packing, I didn't care about the food in my fridge, I didn't care about like leaving the house you know all nice and tidy for when I get back. I literally just threw my shit in the car. The most unorganized, most out of character 
but kind of in character now. Lexi and I were talking about the other day that I, um, that I'm just not as, uh, put together per se that people perceive me as or like as type A as I used to be and I just threw my shit in the car and I turned on some good music and drove down to the eastern shore and the minute that I crossed over this little bridge if you guys have been to Ocean City or I guess Fenwick more the bridge that's like right when you pass um Papa Grande's and Harpoon Hannah's I guess like Papa Grande's is on one side Harpoon Hannah's is on the other the minute that I crossed over that bridge, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm home. I'm happy. I get to be here for the next however long I want with my family. And I just get to relax. I've got nothing on the calendar except for things that I want to do, people that I want to see, workouts that I get to do. I just get to relax. And one thing that I've learned from this period of rest, this period of stillness, this period of not having a single thing on my calendar is that I will never again not schedule something like this every couple months or so. Every time someone asks, oh, how long are you home for? And I've said, oh, I, I took the whole week off. They're like, oh, good for you. Um, you know, it's it's so important to take time off. I know that I talk so much about rest on the show, but literally doing nothing and being in a place where you're allowed to do nothing. Like when I'm in my own home in Annapolis, I love my home there. But I feel like I have to be doing something. I feel like I have to be running around, doing errands, keeping up with the house. And so something that I'm taking with me from this period of rest into 2023 is that rest is productive. Doing nothing is productive. I did a Q&A on my Instagram story the other day. And someone, or a couple of you actually asked, how are you doing? Like a true, genuine, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And I answered with one and I got a lot of responses and I was like, I'm chilling literally and figuratively because it's so freaking cold here, but also I'm just chilling. And, and so many of you swiped up and just said, oh, I'm chilling too. It's so nice to be home. It's good to relax. So I really hope that you got some good R&R over the past couple days or week or so if you're already back to work. I hope that you are feeling refreshed. And if that's not the case for you, I hope that you find a little pocket of rest at some point within the next couple days before we head into 2023. To kind of shift gears a little bit, I am doing something kind of exciting. This is technically our last Podmas episode. So I wanted to do something to just say thank you to you guys for listening to the show throughout the month, for sharing the show with your friends, for posting about it on Instagram. I'm so, so, so grateful for each and every one of you. I was looking back at some analytics from the past year and um, and I saw that most of you listen to the full episode, which is pretty rare when it comes to podcasts. Even when I would post on YouTube, people would drop off after like two or three minutes. If you think of a line graph, obviously it's like 100% at, at like the one second mark. And then it starts to decline from there. And when I would post on YouTube, it would be a sharp decline after like 30 seconds. And then it would jump back up. And then it would kind of just be like pretty sporadic throughout the entire video. And that's because on YouTube, I feel like people jump around. And so when I was going through my analytics and I realized that a lot of you listen to the full episode, like it's a pretty consistent line. It sits between like 70 and 60 percent it pretty much stays there the whole episode which is 
crazy to me that you guys listened to the entire episode. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. And we are so, so close to a million downloads, which is like mind-blowing to me. They're just all these little things that every time I see them, I'm like, holy shit, like how? Like why? Why this show? Why me? And there's nothing that I can do to truly I guess give back to you guys and if I could give back in like a bigger capacity I definitely would but I wanted to just do a little giveaway something that I use every single day something that I love something that is an essential piece of my morning routine if you guys follow me on Instagram you know that I love a good cup of coffee making my morning cup of coffee is one of my favorites getting a cup of coffee with my friends or my sisters is one of my favorite things to do I hate to sound like a cliche embroidering on a pillow or something or like a sign that you would find in like Hobby Lobby but like coffee's kind of important to me and so I figured that I would give you guys an espresso or one of you an espresso so I'm gonna give away the Nespresso I think it's the Virtuo or I don't know whatever one I have I'll just go on Amazon and ship it directly to you so to enter the giveaway all you have to do is go on Apple Podcasts and write a review I didn't realize until recently how important these ratings and reviews were on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. But Spotify, you can only, I think you can only rate the show, not review it. But it truly helps other people find and listen to the show. I know that I say that in every single episode, but I truly mean it. It just helps the show grow. It helps with ratings and it helps me to continue making content for you guys. So to enter the giveaway, the only requirement is that you write a review on Apple Podcasts. It has to be a new review. So if you've already written a review, just go in and update it. If you've never written a review, just write one. Maybe talk about your favorite episode. Maybe talk about a segment that you like. I don't know. Whatever you guys want to say about the show, just drop a review. And then I need you to screenshot it. And then I need you to email it to me. So my email is hello at lilyrayco.com. Just the word hello at lilyrayco.com. I'll leave this in the show notes as well. Um, And then I will pick one of you to win the Nespresso. You can also get bonus points if you post a screenshot of you listening to 8020 on your Instagram story and tag me just at 8020pod. So that's the giveaway. It's a screenshot of a review on Apple Podcasts and bonus points if you post a screenshot on your Instagram story of you listening to the podcast it can be like a picture of the podcast playing in your car or just a screenshot of today's episode or maybe it's playing on your tv in your apartment whatever you want just post something on your instagram story for bonus points let me pull up my calendar really quick but i'm thinking about giving this like two weeks to marinate and then uh, we could probably pick a winner i guess it would be thursday the 12th so you guys have two weeks to enter the giveaway On the show, we often talk about the importance of working smarter, not harder. It's no secret that I am highly susceptible to overwhelm. And because of that, Magic Mind is a tool that I've been using to do more without additional mental and physical stress. So Magic Mind is the world's first productivity shot. Each shot actually contains a combination of 13 active ingredients designed to enhance your focus, your creativity, your energy levels, and your motivation while decreasing stress in your body. I've added Magic Mind into my morning routine by taking it 
alongside my morning cup of coffee. I personally found it easier to get into a flow state at work. I found myself getting distracted less and just kind of an overall enhancement of the work that I've been able to produce. It kind of tastes like matcha and I really have been enjoying it and I think that you guys would too. So Magic Mind wants you to start crushing life. So they're actually giving you a super generous offer of 20% off with your first purchase or 40% when you subscribe. All you have to do is visit magicmind.co slash 8020 and use code 8020, that's E-I-G-H-T-Y 20 for 20% off your first purchase or 40% off when you get the subscription. Also, the 40% off code only lasts for the next 10 days, so make sure you act now so you don't miss out. Again, that's magicmind.co slash 8020 and code 8020 E-I-G-H-T-Y 20 for 20% off of your purchase or 40% off when you subscribe. So let's talk about the new year. Around this time every year, we start to hear the same conversations and they all sound a little bit like, what's your new year's resolution? What are your goals for the new year? What does your vision board for the new year look like? What are the things that you didn't do in 2022 that you want to do in 2023? Well, I don't think that there's anything wrong with those types of conversations. The idea of new year's resolutions is, is big. I'm the type of person that gets really overwhelmed when there's something really, really big in front of me. So for me, deciding that in 2023, I'm going to, I don't know, let's just say travel the world, for example, if that was my New Year's resolution, I'm going to travel the world. That seems like a very large undertaking because then I automatically go into, well, how am I going to travel the world? How am I going to take time off of work? How am I going to pay for it? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? So instead of picking this crazy big thing that you want to do for the year, I think it's actually easier to pick a couple small things that you want to do maybe within the next couple weeks or the next couple months and then build on that. There's a really big difference between like bucket list items and vision boarding and true action items that you can start doing today. You don't need to wait until the new year to start these action items. You could literally start them right this second if you wanted to. So when you're considering all the things that you want to do in the new year, maybe start to consider little habits that you can bring into your everyday life because really it's the little things that you do every day that amount to big changes. So I've created a list of 18 micro habits that I want to bring into 2023 or that I think would be a good idea for just people in general to bring into the new year. And I recommend that you pick like one or two habits. So maybe I'll start listing them off and you pick like one or two that you want to bring into the new year or maybe one of these kind of sparks an idea for a habit that you want to bring into 2023. But in no way do you have to do it all right now and in no way am I expecting anyone to do all these things right now. And that's why I think it's crazy too when you hear people talking about their New Year's resolutions and a lot of them are fitness related. And they're like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the gym every single day. But in reality, they've probably never tried to go to the gym every single day. So it's like you're going to have to make some crazy shifts in your schedule, probably in your work and your social life maybe to make that goal happen. And while it's not completely unrealistic and it's not a bad goal to have, it just doesn't seem realistic to me. So that's why I think these little 
micro habits are the best way to initiate true changes because they're so small it doesn't feel like you're doing a lot but in reality you're just taking baby steps so i've divided these habits into three subtopics the first one's for your mind the second one is for your body and the third one is for your soul so I'm just going to kind of rattle these off. We're going to go ahead and dive into the micro habits for your mind first. So first and foremost, I think that we could all use this one. So even if you don't pick this as one of your micro habits, just kind of tuck this in the back of your mind. Use your phone as a tool, not a distraction. The phone is, is fascinating to me, if we're being honest. I was talking to a friend and she also works in social media. And we both agreed that we feel like our attention spans have become significantly smaller because of the nature of our work. That we are always, always, always on apps that are meant to distract us from what we're doing. And I found in my day-to-day -day conversations with people, if a notification goes off, even if it's just like the health app telling me that like my period's coming or something, it's like not something that I really need to look at right now. I don't truly need to be notified right this second. I get distracted. It takes away from the people that you're with. It takes away from the conversation that you're in. It takes away from what you're writing on your computer. I've been doing a lot of research on multitasking and how your brain really isn't meant to multitask. That when you get a notification, you're automatically pulled away from whatever you're focused on to tend to that notification. So your phone can be a great tool. You can set reminders to yourself to do these little habits that we talk about throughout the episode. You can use it to track things in your health. You can use it for notes. You can use it to connect with people. You can use it to record a podcast, which is what I'm doing right now. You can use it to literally build an entire platform people have created so much because of phones but they're meant to be tools not our entire lives habit number two for your mind read at least 10 pages per day or obviously you can adjust this number to whatever is realistic for you if you don't have time to read at least 10 pages look at your screen time find ways to make time because if you can scroll for 20 minutes you can read 10 pages of a book habit number three is to i didn't even mean for all these to have to do with your phone but take at least one day per week off of social media this is definitely easier said than done especially coming from someone who literally works in social media but just take one day off you don't always have to be putting things out there you can keep some things private you don't always have to be on number four do a random act of kindness for someone else when you know that the things that you are doing are positively benefiting somebody else's life, that's a pretty cool feeling. And, you know, I guess we can get into the whole concept of like, oh, is giving selfish because then you're making yourself feel better? Yeah, probably. But there's nothing wrong with knowing that you're helping someone. There's nothing wrong with knowing that that because you held the door for someone or because you complimented a stranger, like, you could have made their day so much better. You have no idea what they're going through. So do a random act of kindness for someone else every day or make it a point to do, you know, every week, like pay for someone behind you in the drive-thru. I don't know, whatever it is, just do something little and small for someone. You never know how big of a difference it can make. Number five is to prioritize listening. There's a Alan Watts audio and people have like put it into, I don't want to call them SoundCloud remixes, but like 
people have taken Alan Watts quotes and they've put them on Spotify and I forget which one it one it's called but I have a playlist called flow don't think and it's the playlist that I put on when I want to get out of my own head and kind of just get into my body and something that Alan Watts says is I'm probably gonna butcher this but it's something along the lines of like people who think all the time never truly have peace because you're too busy wrapped up in your own thoughts and I'm definitely one of those people and my mind is like constantly firing but you can teach yourself to calm the heck down and that happens through listening so if you stop firing things off if you stop constantly consuming content if you stop trying to interject your two cents into every single conversation and just listen train your brain to just listen I think that the overthinking thing kind of starts to relax a little bit so prioritize listening I don't think that we do it enough so yes this works in your own brain but this also works for other people too right I'm around a lot of people who love to solve problems and obviously these people don't mean any harm in trying to give advice but sometimes you just need someone to listen I've kind of gotten to a point where I'm okay with telling people what I need. So I will say to people, I just need you to listen or can you just listen to me? So vice versa, when someone comes to me, I will ask them if there's a break in the conversation, do you want advice or do you just want me to listen? And you never know how much of an impact that makes because this person feels heard and they also feel like they get to have a decision as to how the conversation moves forward. So prioritizing listening can go a long way. I think as a society, we're really quick to add our two cents, but listening is free. So last habit for the mind, this is kind of piggybacking off of listening, be okay with silence. You don't always have to fill empty space with conversation if you're sitting in the car with someone and maybe it's like someone that you don't really know, like silence is a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe challenge yourself to just not say anything know that it's okay to have a break in the conversation it's okay to pause before you react in conversation it's okay to tell someone that's a good question let me think about that for a minute before responding shifting topics here let's talk about habits for the body habit number one is to stand up like every hour okay sitting is really not good for you and The longer I work a nine to five, the longer I sit. Like I do have a stand-up feature on my desk. So for me, I definitely need to get back into the habit of standing up every hour. If you wear an Apple Watch, I think it triggers a standing notification. Next habit is to dance. I read something somewhere that said that dancing automatically increases your mood. Like you can't be sad while you're dancing. I don't think that that's possible. So put on good music in the morning while you're getting ready. Dance in your bathroom. Dance in your kitchen. Dance in public dance in your car at the stoplight the looks that people will give you when you're just like jamming out at a red light and you look to your left or to your right and you see people watching you dance you're normally putting a smile on their face and then in turn you laugh too because it's just funny to see people's reactions so dance in public like don't be scared don't be shy number three is pretty basic okay I think that probably everyone who listens to this podcast has some sort of trendy water bottle or has had some sort of trendy water bottle at some point. So fill up your hydro flask, fill up your Stanley cup and drink your water because they don't think that we do that enough. And that's like such a, a true micro small habit. 
that I almost, I was like, do I even put it on here? But I'm like, yeah, put it on here because we're kind of just dehydrated. I'm, I'm going to take a sip of my water right now, actually. I think that you should too. Next habit is to eat a vegetable with every meal. Another really simple one, but one that makes a huge difference. Habit number five is to invest in low toxic products or low toxic living. So for Christmas, I asked for a ton of non-toxic cookware because Lexi and I have been cooking out of just like pans from home goods for the past year because that shit's expensive. Don't get me wrong. I, I fully understand nice cookware is, is an investment. When people ask me, what do you want for Christmas? I was like, pots and pans that don't make my hormones upset. I will link some of the ones that I got in the show notes for you guys. Once you start learning about all the shit that they put in our beauty products, in our candles, in our feminine hygiene products, like if you look at the back of a tampon box, holy shit, it's crazy. And if you use anything with fragrance, like watch out. It is crazy the shit that they put in products, especially in the US, like things that they get away with. So looking into options for low toxic living, I think is really, really important. It's hard to transition everything all at once. So maybe pick like a couple things. Maybe it's like your cleaning products, like when your Windex runs out, maybe you don't buy the Windex brand. Maybe you buy like the other I don't know, I think it's like Birch or Myers Clean. I don't know, whatever. I'll put some in the show notes for you guys. But maybe you find other alternatives that are still reasonable for you, but don't make your body upset when you use them. And then habit number six is to be a little bit more frequent with physical self-care activities. So for me, this is like sitting in a hot tub, using my fascia blaster, um, TP foam rolling, sitting in the sauna, mobility sessions, salt floats, massages, like all these things that are services essentially that are self-care services that I know benefit me and my body. I don't know what they look like for you, but I'm sure that there are self-care items on your list that you love. Last but not least, we are going to talk about micro habits for your soul. A lot of these can kind of fit into the mind category as well, but those are deeply intertwined in my opinion. I mean, I'll mind, body, and soul, they're deeply intertwined. So I don't know, they can kind of go either way. So just kind of bear with me. But as the year wraps up, I'm seeing tons and tons of content that's like, in 2023, I'm going to be her. I'm going to be the girl that I want to be. And I think that that is a really good perspective to kind of jot down what the best version of you looks like and then strive to be her because you have a good example to look up to. You have something in front of you that you can strive to be but I also think that it's important to have examples outside of yourself to look up to. This world is so so much bigger than ourselves and if you look up you look around you you'll see that it's not just always about becoming the best version of you. If you're constantly working on developing yourself it's hard to truly enjoy where you are now and the world around you So yes, be a good example for yourself, be a good example for others, but look up, look around and enjoy the present moment and find other things outside of yourself to look up to and to enjoy. Next is to learn to say maybe, learn to say, let me check my calendar, learn to say, I'll get back to you on that. And remember that you're allowed to keep things private. I think if this past year has taught me anything, it's that The more that people know, the more that they will try to continue to uncover information and then they'll try to use that information 
in most of the time pretty twisted ways. So the less that they know, the better. And privacy is your best friend. Number three is to practice gratitude. And you could even take it one step further and write a thank you note every week, whether it's to a person or to a place or to something or someone. Writing this down in your journal, you, you don't have to give it to this person, but writing a thank you note is such a cool practice and, and practicing gratitude can be life-changing. Number four is to stay close. Stay close to people and things that respect you, that make you feel seen and heard. You know those people that you're around and they just kind of fill up your energetic battery, they fill up your cup? Stay close to those people. I'm a pretty introverted person, so it's really easy for me to create distance between people. No matter how important these people may be to me, I find it incredibly easy to create distance. So staying close to people who are important to me takes a lot of work. So maybe this is kind of less of a micro habit, um, but maybe the micro habit here is send a text if you're thinking of this person or make an effort to call someone every Sunday or whatever. I have a deal with a couple of my friends that we're going to call once a week. So just little things like that that help you to stay close to people that you you love and that you value. So I know that I said that there was six in every category, but there's only five in for your soul. So sorry about that. But number five is to commit, don't quit. A friend of mine told me about this concept of micro quitting is essentially like slowly backing out of the commitments that you've made so if you tell yourself that you're gonna go run five miles but you run like four and a half and you're like oh okay like that's fine I almost ran five but I didn't um that's a micro quit if you tell yourself that you are going to participate in dry January but then you know come two weeks in you decide that you're just gonna have one drink because it won't hurt that's a micro quit. Yeah, one drink's not going to hurt. Yeah, one time not finishing your five mile run isn't going to hurt. But if you continue to make these small decisions, they're all going to add up. So it's essentially the reverse of a micro habit. So I think that this concept of commit, don't quit can kind of fall into any category here. But micro quitting is something that every time I'm on the freaking Stairmaster, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do 20 minutes on the Stairmaster. And then by the time I get to minute like four, I'm like, okay, wait, I'm only going to do 10. And then I'm like, no, you're not only going to do 10, you're going to do 20 because you committed to 20. And if you only do 10 this time, you'll think that it's only okay to do 10 next time. And the time after that, and the time after that, and then it gets shorter and shorter. And then you're only on the Stairmaster for like, what, 60 seconds after that? No, you're going to commit to it. You're not going to quit. So kind of shifting gears here just a little bit, I talked about my word of the year during Podmas, and I think it was like three ways to set goals for 2023. In that episode, I talked about my word of the year and I gave three words that I was considering and I finally decided on my word and I wanted to share this with you guys just to kind of give you some inspiration for your word of the year, kind of some backstory here. My mom would always host these word of the year workshops um, when I was growing up. She's been a health and life coach, personal trainer, just in the health and wellness industry for basically my entire life. And she always used to host these word of the year workshops. So this is the word that you're going to keep in mind all year long. This is the word that you are going to 
use when you are at your highest of highs and your lowest of lows, this is the word that's going to keep you grounded. This word is your anchor. This word is your intention. I'll tell you guys my word in just a second, but let me tell you guys how I got to my word. I read a quote the other day on Instagram that said, in 2023, I hope you find time to be happy, not just strong. And as I reflected on this past year, it's been pretty emotional for me. And I've had a lot of moments where I've had to be really strong. So when I read that quote, I felt something. It's, it made me feel some type of way. And I thought back to February of 2022. I moved. I went through a breakup. And I started my new job all within like a 12-hour window. I went into work, my first day of work, with the puffiest eyes I've ever had in my entire life. And thank goodness I didn't know these people because they didn't ask any questions. And I started my new life and I had no choice but to be strong. I've had some not so good dating experiences this year and ones that taught me that I really don't want to date for probably a while. I've lost lots of friends and I've gained lots of friends and I've battled with my anxiety Again, you know, they say that healing is not linear and sure as shit, it ain't linear. Um, I've had mornings where I was so at my wits end that as I'm halfway out the door, I realized that I like forgot to pack a lunch or something stupid like that. And for some reason, that's the thing that sets me off. And then like two minutes later, I've touched my makeup and I'm out the door again and I'm going to work because you have to be strong. But I've also had tons and tons and tons of happy moments, so I don't want to dwell on the lows for too long. Being home on break, I've seen a lot of faces that I haven't seen in a long time. And a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, it looks like Annapolis is so cool. It's so fun. And I'm like, it is so freaking fun. I'm so lucky. But I think that it's important to know that what you see online is a highlight reel. So in 2023, when someone asks, hey, how are you? I genuinely want to say, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm doing really, really well. So I've decided that my word of the year is going to be love. My 2023 word is love. It's the year that I plan to find love, but not in the way that you think. When we hear find love, we automatically jump to relationships, but I want to find it first towards myself. And I want to trust her. I want to make and keep promises to her and treat her as good as I would treat someone that I love. I want love to be at the foundations of the friendships that I build. I want love in my house. I want love poured into the food that I cook, poured into the way that I move my body, poured into the words that I say on the show, the words that I say in my day-to-day conversations, the words that I read, the words that I write, the content that I consume, the content that I post, love for my passions, love for what I do every single day. It sounds so cliche, but I just want my whole year to be filled with so much love that it's like bubbling up inside of me and overflowing. So that is my word of the year for 2023 and I'm really, really excited about it. I'm working on creating my vision board to go hand in hand with that. Um, So I will probably post like a reel about it or maybe just link to my Pinterest or something, but make sure that you're following me on Instagram to, I guess, watch this whole thing go down. Um, I would love to hear about your word of the year maybe tomorrow when I post this episode also post something on my Instagram story where you guys can kind of tell me what your words are and we can all 
like share together what our words are going to be. I think that it's super inspiring to hear other people's words and where they're coming from and what they want to do. Bouncing around ideas is always super inspiring, but I think it's important to create your own ideas first. So before you hop on Instagram or Pinterest or whatever to, to get inspiration, definitely jot down some words that are important to you going into the new year and then kind of go from there. I would love to hear about the micro habits that you're bringing into 2023. So please be sure to share those with me as well. I don't think that I mentioned it in the intro, but we do have a group chat for the podcast and a link to that is in the show notes. So I will make a forum post about word of the year where you guys can share your words and just bounce around ideas and stuff. Um, Be sure to enter the giveaway. All the details for that will be in the show notes as well in case you miss them at the intro. Um, I love you guys so, so, so much. Thank you for such an incredible year. I am beyond pumped for 2023. It's going to be a really, 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 really good one. I love you guys so, so much. Thank you for listening to the show. And not to be corny, but I've got to do it. I will talk to you next year.